When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. On the ESPN app, Sirius X and Channel 80. And don't forget to tell that smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. The sound you hear is the still shock of the face of Harry Douglas. And also mine and plenty of people out there. We can't wait to hear from you at 888-ESPN-888-729-3776. Nick Saban, according to Chris Lowe, ESPN senior reporter, says that Nick Saban told his team about an hour and a half ago that he is retiring after 17 seasons at Alabama, where he won 201 games. That was more than Alabama won in 24 seasons between the retirement of Bear Bryant and when Nick Saban was hired at Alabama. That's 171 games. 28 years as a college head coach. He won seven national championships. Never had a losing season. His worst seasons were in 1996 and 1998 at Michigan State, where they finished at 6-6. Six and six. He had at least 10 wins, Harry, in his last 16 seasons. That was the longest in college football since 1936. And at 71 years of age, Nick Saban is going off into the sunset, retiring after 287 wins, 71 losses, seven national championships in 28 years. Yeah, I just, when I think about Nick Saban, I think about the tone being, being set, right? I think about the standard of excellence and not being comfortable being uncomfortable with being being comfortable with being uncomfortable mm-hmm. and not taking things for granted, but also you got to throw into their Nick Saban coach three Heisman Trophy winners when you look at a Mark Ingram, a Derrick Henry, a Devontae Smith, and I always say this: great coaches know they know how to adapt. Absolutely, right? They understand how to get the best out of their players, and Nick Saban did the best of that, whether it was through words, actions, or like we've seen him this year, motivating, right? Because a lot of people, they talk about how fiery Nick Saban is, but in 2023, you had a quarterback, right? In Jalen Milrow, who needed some, some, some love. Not tough love, but needed love from his head coach. And his head coach was able to give that to him, which boosted his confidence and allowed, it, it allowed him to go out there and play better, not, for him, not just for himself, but for the football team for Alabama, so Nick Saban, man, he he's the GOAT. He's the greatest of all time. And I played with Julio Jones. That's my mm-hmm. brother from another mother. And the way mm-hmm. he speaks about Nick Saban and how he demands excellence, not just when you're on the football field, but when you're away from the football field through and through and how he just holds everyone. But I And I do got to say this too, Freddie, because he's been coaching for so long. Right. And this part of the business sometimes, a lot of times I should say, gets lost. When you think about his wife, Mrs. Terry, who sacrificed so much, when you think about everyone else in his family who sacrificed so much, Nick Saban had to be at the facility through and through. Nick Saban had to take time away from his family to be able to be as successful as he's been in college football, winning seven national championships. So although I'm sad, I'm also happy for him because now his family members who sacrificed more than anybody – this entire time of him coaching, they get to enjoy him. They get to enjoy yeah. him the way they want to enjoy him. Yeah, and he 
has a ten, he has the same opportunity to do the same thing yep. when it comes to Nick Saban, where all of a sudden that young man's game that continues to be college football and recruiting and coaching and being a big brother and being a dad and being a psychologist and being a psychiatrist, all those things, he did not mind that as part of the grind because he always let it be known, this is what I expect and this is what you should expect of yourself and this is what you should expect from us. And if we don't get that, then we're going to have a conversation about it. We're going to make sure we're going to get to that level. We're going to get to that standard that has been set. Because usually in this day and age, his style is not supposed to work. He let the guys know exactly this is what time it is. If you don't like that, okay, that's fine. I'm not changing. And plenty of guys that wound up in the NFL, new school dudes, bought into what he was all about, bought into what he wanted because they said the bottom line is, what does that pot at the end of the rainbow look like? And that's where I want to be. I'm going to make sure that we hold each other accountable to get to that end of the rainbow. But at a certain point, like you said, Harry, sometimes you just want to do something else and have it involve you doing something else. And Nick Saban reached that point. But how do we get to that point? Chris Lowe, ESPN senior college football writer, when he's on the Paul Feinbaum show, he explained exactly how Nick Saban came to make this decision to retire that 17 years at being the head coach of Alabama. This is something he's done the last few years as I think after the season he and his wife Terry have, have gotten away and assessed where they are with their lives where Nick is with his career uh, this is, was not something that he did for the first time this year and you know soon after they got back from the Rose Bowl they went down to their place in Florida talked about it came back thought about it I don't think anybody knew <clears throat> excuse me I don't think anybody really knew what was going to happen I mean you, you talked to people at Alabama over the last few days had been business as usual uh, but Nick is old school, as you well know, and the first people he wanted to know uh, were his players. And he talked to his players, he told them, and um, I think it's, again, something that a lot of people around that program thought there might be a chance of it happening, but I don't think anybody saw it coming in the last uh, couple of days. Well, and those are some of the things I really respect about Nick Saban, right? The first person he's going to consult is his wife, Mrs. Terry, like I mentioned, who sacrificed so much for him to be able to be in the position that he's in, and he'll be the first one to tell you that. Uh, but then also not wanting his players to hear it from other people. Absolutely. I think in 2023, people don't value that enough. Like, And I, and I like that old school part of, uh, with Nick Saban because it, it is also about respect. And I understand these are young teenagers uh, who are trying to become men or, or – Teenagers who are already became men, right. but you want to make sure if you're leaving out the door that you can look those guys in the eye and they hear it from your mouth and not hear it versus uh, versus social media or from somebody else around the building or for someone else in town. Right. Uh, so so that that that's a part another part about Nick Saban I respect through and through because he he gets it he understands that th- these are young lives that are being impacted by his decision to retire. And he wants to make sure that he does things and leave there the right way in the proper manner, which is looking those young fellas in their face and telling them that, hey, this is the, the decision that I'm making. Now, he could also, when, when, when you look at those young men, be helping them with decisions in their life on right. how to do things. Sure. So there's a way to do things, and I, I just I commend Nick Saban for doing it that way and not allowing those young men to hear it from other people and allowing it to come from his mouth. Uh, that he's retiring and leaving the game of football. Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman together, and Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. We want to hear from you at Triple H, say ESPN, 888-729-3776. Nick Saban, after 17 years, retiring as head coach of Alabama after 297 wins. 
seven national championships in 28 years after coaching at Michigan State, LSU, and Alabama. At least 10 wins in his last 16 seasons. That is the longest since 1936 in college football. Bradley in the great state of South Carolina, my friend. Bradley, what do you have? What's going on, guys? How y'all doing tonight, this evening? We're good. We're good this evening, my brother. Thank you for the call. I appreciate you. Yes, sir. Hey, I'm first time calling. Listen, Freddie, you remember working the graveyard shift? Of course. Of course. Well, I used to listen to you when I worked second shift, and I'd get off, man, and I'd listen to you. You were all by yourself. But now (laughs) you got Harry with you, man. Harry, I gotta, I gotta say something, man. Uh-huh. Listen, Dabo ain't going nowhere. Don't want to hear that crap. Don't even say it. <laughs> now, now you telling but us I, that, Bradley, because you know thought. that you, because you're afraid that he might leave, or you believe he's not going to leave. I don't think he's going to leave. I, I, to be honest with you guys, I think that he's built that program. He's got a restaurant there, walk-ons. Him and Drew Brees got together and built a restaurant down there. My daughter is a sophomore there. I go there every year, you know, watch the games and all that. Man, Harry, he ain't going nowhere. Don't you worry about that. Put that on lock, Put that on lock. I would say this about the situation with Dabo, too. Yeah. Um. There is something when you're able to build a program That's in the own. manner in which exactly. Mm-hmm. And Dabo would have to leave something that was his baby that he built. He was in the weeds uh, yeah. from the start in, in creating the powerhouse that Clemson had become. Yeah, sometimes it's not necessary to go home once again. And you're, to your point, it's not that Clemson wasn't a storied program before, but not to the level that Dabo mm-hmm. Sweeney. But I will also caution people out there. Alabama will make that call. Oh, yeah. We'll make that call a Dabo Sweeney. Now, if he decides to listen or if he says, nah, I'm good. I love what I have here. We built this here. I'm good. But that doesn't mean that he might not pick up that phone call to list what Alabama, his alma mater, has to say. Now, we also have to say this, Freddie. It's a lot of pressure being a coach after Nick Saban because Mm -hmm. there are hefty expectations. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, Dabo. You can't come to Alabama and hey, hey, we won ten games and we lost two. No, 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 no. Yeah. Nick Saban won six national championships at this school. That's what we want to, and it's going to be hard some t- for people to get that out of out of their minds, especially for a guy like Dabo who, who mm-hmm. was able to win two against Nick Saban. Yeah, you can get away with the little old Clemson. <laughs> When you did that, when he said it's, it's Alabama and we're part of the Roy's, the rest of y'all's, uh, that that not, you're not, not the rest of them's in Alabama, not in, not in Bama Lama, <laughs> no sir, <laughs> no way, that's not going to fly. Jeff in Pennsylvania, what he got to say, my friend, about Nick Saban retiring after 17 years at Alabama and at 28 years and seven national championships. I'm sorry, Terrence in Oklahoma, what he got to say about Nick Saban retiring after 17 years at Alabama and winning six national championships. Go ahead, Terrence. Oh, hey, man. Hey. Man, I have to say that, you know, it's kind of a uh, sad situation, but he's a great guy. He's achieved a lot, but, man, I think he heard them sooners coming to SEC, man, so he got to <laughs> kind of think about it, man. So I think that might have been part of it. But seriously, man, no, nah, man, I, I think it was a long time coming. He probably would have did it last year, but I think he felt he owed it to some of the guys who stuck around for so long to uh, go ahead and try to make the best of it. And, hey, even though he lost, he's going out on top, but he still heard them sooners coming, though, I'm telling you. (laughs) (laughs) Here's to the point. I'm not going to say he was worried about Oklahoma and Texas coming to the SEC, but how much have we seen this 
in the last couple of years with the old guard saying, that's it. Mike Krzyzewski at Duke, Roy Williams in North Carolina, Jim Beheim at Syracuse. Those old guard coaches where it's a different day and age to get kids to get to your school, to come to your school and stay there. And visual watcher, great tweet at Coleman ESPN and at HDOS 83. He says, since NILs become a stable college football, this has been on the horizon. He doesn't like where the system is right now or where it's going, period, end of story. So, Freddie, I was holding off on saying this for the perfect moment. So now is that perfect moment. We used to be to a point where a young man decided to go to a school because he wanted to play there and the the symbol and the mascot and the university and the stadium and the opportunity to, you know, potentially go to the National Football League and you get a scholarship. Mm-hmm. Now in today's age, you got these young men. And listen, NIL is, is, is great for the game. I do believe that these players should be able to capitalize on their name, image, and likeness. I just think it needs to be tightened up a little bit, the sure. parameters of it. Right. But the first thing you, should be, you shouldn't be hearing from a kid is, hey, how much you going to give me? Because, see, let me, let me tell you about myself, Freddie. If I'm ever a coach in college, I ain't begging no damn kid to come play for me. Either you want to come play or you don't. Point blank, period. So nowadays we're 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 in the way where kids they want coaches to beg them to come mm-hmm. play. Right, right, that's beg, true. You want a coach to beg you to come play football, something that can change your life and your families, and you get a scholarship. You want me to beg you? Hell no, not doing it. Harry Dunks, Freddie coming together, and Freddie and Harry and ESPN Radio presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who switch and save with Progressive save nearly seven hundred and fifty dollars on average. Call or click today and find they can save you hundreds on your car insurance. All right, I was thinking about this with the uh, Nick Saban uh, retirement. Why news. your voice change? Because I'm, I'm being real efficient right now. A lot of stuff's going on, all right? I'm working along. back here, Harry, all right? Thank I'm working. You. I'm up here texting 20 <laughs> yeah. people. He's Nobody's work- responded. Yeah. He's trying working to get here, guests. Harry. He's working, working here, here, all right? I'm He's working, working here. here, Harry. Okay, Shannon, I'm sorry. So, so, guys, I, so guys, I was thinking with the recent news of uh, with <laughs> Nick Saban retiring now, right? Uh-huh. How does this impact Jim Harbaugh now? Because my thought is, with Saban, with Saban gone, Harbaugh now is mm-hmm. the face of college football. Mm-hmm. Like, I know we're all talking about his desire to go to the NFL. Like, I get all that. But you're the guy now. Yeah. Like, who else would have a claim to that title? Maybe Dion, because it's a flash in the pan. Maybe Kirby Smart with the two right. championships. But right now, Jim Harbaugh is the guy in college football. Nobody's more polarizing in college football than Jim Harbaugh. Even when Nick Saban was doing his thing, because Jim Harbaugh – is that quirky personality. But you know what Jim Harbaugh gets? He gets plenty of attention because, A, his teams win. B, there's always something around him. And, C, he doesn't give a bleep what anybody has to say about it. That is a very seductive narcotic for anybody out there that loves people who get attention but don't seek attention. And, plus, here's something else. If Nick Harbaugh, Nick Harbaugh if Jim Harbaugh decides to stay at Michigan, he's got a 10-year, $120-plus million contract waiting for him to not go anywhere. And that's just a base salary to be the head coach of Michigan. So if he enjoys being the face of college football, because right now that's definitely the case, then there's no reason for him to leave. But Jim Harbaugh still wants to scratch that itch, has been what's avoided him in the National Football League. He knows how close he was to getting a Super Bowl championship more than a couple of times, and it didn't happen. It's one thing if he left on his own terms from the San Francisco 49ers. He was literally forced out. He wants to scratch that itch because that itch is still there for Jim Harbaugh. What this also does for Jim Harbaugh, 
is up to price for other destinations. I would say even when you look at the Michigan Wolverines, okay, mm-hmm. what if Alabama come 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 calling me? How we what this what we gonna do with this contract, right? And then when you look at the National Football League and those teams that want Jim Harbaugh, hey, yesterday's price is not today's price, right? Mm-hmm. Bottom line, I'll t- I'll say this, you know, you know what Nick Saban's next job should be? College ga- college game day. Ooh. A guy who's the face of college football, doesn't mind sharing his opinion, could be a perfect replacement for Glee Corso whenever he decides to retire. I'm just saying Nick Saban. Mm. That could be the perfect choice of college game day. Mm-mm. You tell me you wouldn't want to watch that every week with him, Kirk Street, Desmond Howard, Reese Davis, and Pat McAfee. You're trying to tell me you wouldn't want to watch that? And he doesn't have to do the headgear game if he doesn't want to, but that'd be great if he did that. Man. I'm just saying keep an eye on it. That'll just, be something. Just, just putting just putting it out there. He's Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman together, and Freddie and Harry and ESPN Radio. Heath in Florida has something to say about Nick Saban retiring after 17 years at Alabama. He's going to leave college football, leave Alabama football. Heath, what you got, my friend? Man, I want to talk about the SEC as a whole. You know, Nick Saban, I'm a Mizzou alum, and I've always, you know, hated Alabama. But much respect for Nick Saban. But, you know, with Nick leaving, possibly look at Georgia, head coach leaving, maybe going, jumping ship to the Atlanta Falcons. What then? Where's the SEC term? I mean, you have possibly drink up at Mizzou, you know, Lane Kiffin at Ole Miss and Brian Kelly down at LSU. You don't have those big names with Kirby and, um, and Nick Saban anymore. What's SEC going to do to replace those big names? I'll be honest with you. I don't see Kirby Smart going to the National Football League. Me neither. Mm-mm. Like, he he literally owns Athens right now. Mm-hmm. He was able to win back-to-back national championships at that school. Yep. They were the number one team in the country for most of the year in 2023. Uh, didn't make the college football playoffs because they lost to Alabama in the national championship. Well, they should have made it, though. You talk about a guy who – Kirby Smart learned under and Nick Saban, mm-hmm. he's retiring. And you think Kirby Smart is going to depart the SEC? He's not leaving a school that he played for and was an all-conference player to Georgia no, no, to no. go to the NFL. I mean, not saying that he hasn't thought about it. I don't know Kirby Smart that well, but that man bleeds red and black when it comes to Georgia. He's not about to leave that to go to the Atlanta Falcons. I don't care what kind of money or what kind of car dealership they could give him. Nah, I, I can't see anywhere, anywhere near that happening. He's living the life at the University of Georgia right Absolutely. now. Living Absolutely. Living the life. Absolutely. But, but right now, if you're Alabama, who's next? You'll have a list of people. But finding a guy after the dude, that is not going to be an easy, easy proposition when it comes to replacing Nick Saban, retiring after 17 years. The last 16 won at least 10 games as Alabama head coach. Part of six national championships. We're going to have an S4 West friend of the show stop by a man who not only was coached by Nick Saban, but knows him very, very well. How we got to this day with Nick Saban saying that's it. After 17 years at Alabama, Nick Saban retiring from Alabama football. We'll get to that person and that after Harry has this from Vivid Seats. Check off that New Year's bucket list with tickets from Vivid Seats. Your home for every tackle, slap shot, and slam dunk. 
Vivid Seats celebrates fandom with unbeatable rewards like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and annual birthday deals. With Vivid Seats rewards, you earn with every purchase. From tip-off to final buzzer, Vivid Seats has great selection, great prices on all 2024 games that matter to you. Just visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESB. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Nick Saban, according to Chris Lowe, ESPN senior reporter, say that Chris Lowe has told everybody out there and put out on social media that Nick Saban told his team he's retiring after 17 years at Alabama and 28 years in college football. He won 297 games, seven national titles. The last 10 years, he had at least 10 wins in the last 16 seasons at Alabama. Longest streak in college football since 1936. Let's bring in somebody who helped him win one of those seven national championships when they were together at LSU. He is now the big swagoo. Marcus Spears, ESPN football analyst. Hit him on Twitter at mspears96. Marcus, you've known this man for a long time. you played for this man. Yeah. You won a national championship. When you heard that Nick Saban decided to retire today, what went through your mind? Yeah, it was wild, man. You know eventually the day is coming. Um, and, you know, you, you very rarely – I really reflected – Freddie, I really reflected on the fact that I got a chance to not only play um, for what I believe is the greatest coach to coach college football of all time, but I was able to watch him um, daily um, as a man when we were at LSU. And when you're 17 and you're young and impressionable and you hoping that you were in the right hands of, of, of men to 
mold you into not only a man, but mold you into the best football player you can be. That's a lot of trust um, that you have. And that's why, you know, you think about college landscape now, it's a lot, you just don't know what to trust anymore um, with a lot that's going on. But, um, you know, it's kind of a shocker. You get sad because the, the great times that you had, but, Man, you can't have nothing but gratitude. And I remember when he was recruiting me to come to LSU in 2000 and 2001, he told me, don't make a four-year decision, make a 40-year decision. And um, that resonated with me. And I'm still reaping the rewards of not only coming in contact with Coach Saban, but obviously playing for him as a player. And really your legacy, you know, as a man or a coach or anybody that's in a position to lead, it's really told by those that you led or mentored and how they do and how well they do and, and how well-rounded they are. And I think it's a lot of stories that you will hear like that from Coach Saban, and that's why he'll always um, not only be a be my coach but be a father figure to me and uh, one of the greatest mentors and uh, leaders that I've ever been around and reaping the benefits of, of having that opportunity as we speak. Swagger, if you can point to one thing uh, while you was playing for Coach Nick Saban, the greatest of all time, the greatest to ever do it at the college level, point to tell us one thing that made him such a great coach. Hey, that's a great that's a great question, brother. And I have it, it sums him up because he used to tell me this all the time: success is not a continuum. It's a ever it's a it's a ever changing pursuit. And once you, quote, unquote, accomplish the mountaintop, the mountain only gets bigger. It doesn't stay the same. And, you know, that was a life lesson that I take throughout life. Now, you you know, we, we've accomplished a lot of success. Three men that's, you know, you two on the radio, I'm home, and we talking, and we've accomplished things that, you know, I'm sure have be, be, been beyond our wildest dreams. Um, but he never got comfortable. And – that is why the, the success continued because it was still almost this insatiable pursuit of being the best. And, man, that's hard to keep up for as long as he did. And, you know, we talk about the seven national championships. <laughs> it, the ones that he didn't win, he was right there. <laughs> yeah. too. Mm-hmm. Yes. So it's, 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 it's unbelievable what we were watching. And I think we don't appreciate it until these, you know, until these retirements or unfortunately – until someone passes away. But I'm, I'm, I'm glad he's going to have a chance to get the flowers from the players that play for him, people that cover him, and people that just admired him from afar. But success is not a continuum. sticks with me until this day. When you accomplish something and you do something great, a lot of people talk about it. A lot of people award you and reward you for it. But you got to wake up the next day and get right back after it. And that was his mentality, man. And Swaggo, I'm glad you said what you just said about, you know, did we really embrace what Coach Saban provided us through and through every single college football yeah. weekend? Because I, I have a knot in my stomach right now. I'm happy for Coach Saban, but I'm I'm sad because yeah. I travel with college game day every weekend. I, I, I cover the college football playoffs. So, I'm covering Coach Saban through and through, right? And I ask myself, did I appreciate him to the level that I should have, right? Because the way my stomach's yeah. feeling right now, 
I, I don't know if I did. Harry, it's hard, man. And, and, and you can only, you know, we work for ESPN and we work in in a in a business um, and in an arena where we're always looking for the next big story. Yep. We always want to crown the next best player. Mm-hmm. We always want to find a flaw in the best player, um, coach, or whatever. And in this situation, just like you said, that that kind of brings it home and it makes it unfortunate because we really don't take time um, to, to really appreciate it and celebrate it like we should. And another thing, man, like, you know, we've had a lot of things going on um, in media, even at our company. We've had a lot of things going on in college football and in the NFL. And it seems like the theme of the day is to be at odds. Right. And that's what everybody wants to see. Um, But just to take a minute to celebrate something that we may not ever see again, and that's why I don't want people to take it for granted. Forget him being my coach and forget him. We may not ever see this again. You know, I'm sure when people watch – John Wooden win championship after championship at UCLA. They thought, you know, maybe it'll be somebody else next. It hadn't happened ever again. Um, Seven national championships, bro, in college football, when you got to every year bring in young dudes that have no idea what it really takes to win, and y'all know that because you got to learn that behavior and learn that habit. And for him to do it at that high level – for as long as he did, you know, him retiring, I'm glad we get to take a chance to reflect. But it should remind us, man, like, sometimes just sit your tail back and enjoy yep. <laughs> what's going on as opposed to trying to find the next thing. Yep. Great stuff by Marcus Spears, who played for Nick Saban at LSU. Does a great job as an ESPN football analyst. Hit him on Twitter, mspears96. Joining Freddie Coleman and Harry Douglas on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. The one thing that I was glad that I had a chance to do in my career here, Marcus, I've had a chance to interview him more than a couple of times. I'm amazed how big his mind is that has nothing to do with football. Prime example, I said, if Nick Saban yeah. had walk-up music, what would it be? And I'm thinking he's going to look at me and say, what kind of question? They say, oh, I'm a, I'm a soul music fan. I love Motown and everything like that. I was flabbergasted that he started going through the history of Motown, how I love the Temptations and the Supremes and everything yeah. like that. And he said, if I had walk-up music, anything by the Temptations would be really, really cool with me. What does it yeah, say man. about a guy that has been defined by football? But we've also been able to see him have a chance to speak on other things that show you exactly how intelligent and how really aware of things that he was just outside of football. Yeah, but he wasn't a one one trick pony, and he used to always say to us, "They don't make them like they used to." Um, <laughs> but he was well read, man, and he paid attention. He was always in the pursuit of knowledge from people that did it at a high level in whatever field and industry. You know, one of my greatest honors beyond playing for him was he, him inviting me to talk to Alabama's football team. Um, because to me, that signified respect. But to your point, man, like, you know, when you become a baller, sometimes you get the perks. And at LSU, I was start doing my thing, and I would ride. He, he had a Mercedes. He got mm-hmm. Mercedes is his car. And uh, I would our facility wasn't next to our locker room, so we would either take the bus and sometimes I'd hop in the, in the, in the Mercedes with him. And we have a quick, you know, little five-minute ride where we just, you know, talk or listen to music or, you know, I ask him about life. I used to fish 
at um at his pond behind his house. Right. And just having him impart wisdom on me, man, and being around him. But yeah, bro, well rounded, you know, and everybody thinks about the interviews and how strategic and straight to the point he was. Um, but if you ever had a chance to sit down with him personally, you realize has as much personality as anybody you want to meet. Um, jokes, can take jokes, can laugh, can um, get talk to you about sports, talk to you about politics, talk to you about business. Um, and I think, you know, to be what he has been to college football, but more importantly, to young men, you got to have layers to you. You can't just be a football coach where it's nothing beyond that conversation. And, you know, you can look throughout the not only the NFL, but, but in the world, it's, 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 it's guys like myself that play for him that are littered throughout the U.S. and all over the world that, that are having success because you had some time with him and he was able to impart some wisdom and you took that wisdom and applied it to whatever you did next. And, um, you know, I just feel fortunate for that. But to your point, Freddie, yeah, man, super well-rounded and, and well-read and um, cool as hell, like we say. <laughs> <laughs> Last one I got for you, Swaggoo, before we let you go, because that coaching vaca- uh, vacancy must be filled. I'm not going to ask you to yeah. give me candidates, but what mm-hmm. kind of makeup must that next next head coach have, in your opinion? Oh, we man. Um, I think first and foremost, have have their own philosophy and the way they go about doing it, but embrace what Nick Saban was able to do and accomplish, and take some of those things and apply them because they still matter. You know, the, the the landscape in college, as you guys know better than I do, has changed tremendously with NIL, with the transfer portal, and I think a part of that may be a part of his decision. Um, a guy, whoever comes in is going to have to embrace that and know how to maneuver through that. But more importantly, man, y'all know what it boils down to. When you get in that, when you get on that grass, that transfer reporter and NIL don't matter. Yep. Um, and when you, when you have young men that are looking to you to not only better their lives, but their family lives and have an opportunity to play on the next level, um, whoever that guy is, he better have that firm belief as well and be able to adjust to what's going on in the college landscape, but more importantly, be able to build a rapport and the type of respect that the players have for Coach Saban. Um, be demanding, but be lovable. Treat everybody equal, and 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 but but different in the in the sense of how you have to approach where God meet them where they at. In other words, um, and he used to tell us all the time. I, I take that back. He used to tell us all the time. Everybody be treated fair, but everybody ain't equal. <laughs> yes. And that's yep. the world. Yep. Um, and, and and that's the way it goes. So it prepared us not only for successes, but it prepared us for failures and the opportunity to get back up. So whoever this next coach is, man, um, you don't have to come in and deviate away from everything that Nick Saban was, but you need to put your stamp on the program. But why in the hell wouldn't you tap into that knowledge base? Uh, to someone that knows Alabama football as well as anybody since Bear Bryant. So that's what my advice would to uh, would be to them. 
even though I want LSU to beat them every time they play. <laughs> <laughs> Great advice with the truth right behind the courtesy of Marcus Spears, ESPN NFL analyst, not just an NFL analyst, but a football analyst. Great follow on Twitter at mspears96, and he's an FOS friend of the show. He is Marcus Spears joining us here on Freddie and Harris. My brothers. Appreciate you, fam. Always appreciate you, Swaggoo. Thank you so much again, my friend. Oh, man, y'all know it. Appreciate y'all, man. Have a good one. You too. By the way, Freddie and Harry presented by Progressive Insurance. And at Progressive, they're making things even easier. They'll help you bundle your home and car insurance together so you can save on both. So learn more at Progressive.com or 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. One of my favorite stats about Nick Saban that I've seen so far on Twitter, Adam Schefter put it out there saying, under Nick Saban, Alabama had more players drafted in the first round 44 than games he lost 29. Lower have mercy. Now, that's consistency. That's greatness. That's we're going to do what we set ourselves out to do. Uh-huh. That's where we're going to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. Yep. That's we have a standard, and it's not going to be compromised, yeah. all of that. But like, yeah. like, like Swaggoo said, though, at the same time, love it on his players when you got to love on them. Yeah, exactly. It be dependable, but also let it be known that, hey, I'm depending on you, but this is what. I expect. Someone who knows Nick Saban very well is Paul Feinbaum. Wait until you hear his essay on the legacy of Nick Saban leaving college football after 28 years and seven national championships. That comes your way next on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. And... Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. 
Nobody can speak more on Nick Saban's legacy now that he's going to retire after 17 years at Alabama than the man who does the radio show each and every day called the Paul Feinbaum Show. Check out what he had to say about the legacy of Nick Saban leaving college football for 28 years. Speaking for a lot of Alabama fans at the time, Hal Raines wrote a tribute to Paul Bear Bryant in the New Republic after the 1982 season, saying, on December 29th, I watched the broadcast of Bryant's last game. After 25 years in the stands, in front of television sets, and hunched over radios in distant cities where the signal from home was almost too faint to hear, I am tempted to announce my retirement as an Alabama fan. It can, after all, never be as good again. And for many years, it seemed Reigns was right. A national title did come in 1992, but afterwards, it only seemed Bama had made a deal with the devil and mostly incompetence and ineptitude prevailed with losing seasons and multiple NCAA sanctions, including nearly the death penalty in 2002. Finally, on January 4, 2007, the Crimson Sea was seemingly parted, and Nick Saban landed as Alabama's football coach. On the morning of the announcement, I boldly proclaimed Saban would win a national title in four seasons. I was wrong. He won his first title for the Tide in just three. Saban did it his own way, which was really the only way it could be done at Alabama. Every coach who followed Bryant, including Gene Stallings, a former player and protege, could never get away from the suffocating Bryant shadow. But Saban never blinked an eye at what had come before him, only what would lie ahead. After the first title over Texas in 2009, I remember talking to him at an event a week later. After the perfunctory congratulations, Saban went on a rant. It was a great win, he said, but it cost me a week in recruiting that we can't get back. The celebration, the parade, the trip to the White House were all great. But that was for everyone else. Saban was already thinking about the next one. Even after six at Alabama, plus another at LSU, eclipsing the Bears' all-time record, it never seemed to be enough. Even as he raced through his late 60s, quashing talk of retirement with more domination, and even past 70, the desire to win never waned. It appeared the only thing that could stop Saban was one of his own creations his longtime assistant coach, Kirby Smart. But this past December in Atlanta, Tell the coach, appreciate all you did for me. Alabama derailed the Georgia train. And while most were focused on Alabama leapfrogging Florida State, people close to Saban pointed to that win as being one of the most significant and satisfying of his legendary career. The words of Paul Feinbaum with that essay in the legacy uh, Nick Saban, Harry, real quick, final thoughts on what we heard today from Nick Saban. Wow. Um, all I can say is wow. <laughs> yes. I, I, I appreciate everything Nick Saban brought to the table. Um, I appreciate his approach, how he demanded excellence, how he also loved on his player players. Um, the greatest of all time. No, no doubt about that. Amber and Eno have more on Nick Saban retiring, so tune in for that next. This has been Freddie and Harry in the mighty ESPN Radio. God bless and keep cool. Thanks for listening to the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. 
You can also listen to Freddie and Harry live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app, the Freddie and Harry podcast.